The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the landlord of the house of hardcore, the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk all about Monday Night Raw. Seth and Riddle, get real. We'll talk about it. We also have new... Women's Tag Team Champions will get into that main event from Monday Night Raw. And we also get into The Miz and Dexter Loomis right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Jimmy Smith said, hey, we even got more after this, you know, dual screen interview between Matt Riddle. Again, it's no longer Riddle. It is Matt Riddle and Seth freaking Rollins. And Wow, we saw something that we don't normally see on WWE programming, Tommy. And a little bit of realism. Seth Rollins bringing up to Matt Riddle about his recent divorce, his wife leaving him, his kids leaving him. And then Matt Riddle dropping an F-bomb, you know, during that segment. That is completely different than what we're used to seeing on Monday Night Raw, Tommy. Yes, uh, I really enjoyed that sit down. I like how things escalated. Of course, if you're going to have a heated situation with somebody, I really enjoyed also earlier the setup where they showed them in the parking lot. That is a cool, unique, either maybe that was a drone shot or when you pull up into that venue, I don't know specifically where it is, but there used to be a parking garage where like all the fans could see you as you're walking in and out. So if they went on top and filmed it that way, it was great. Cause I would always see pictures of fans taking pictures of like myself or even that's where I debuted with the Wyatts or came back to WWE. And I was like trying to hide and there were fans there and they're looking down. Um, so I like that whole setup. Um, listen, man, I've been watching a lot of WWE. These A&E documentaries are amazing. I just watched the whole DX era. We have triple H, you know, and Shawn Michaels, a uh, big, big part of this new regime, you know, with down in NXT as well. Um, I like the changes that there be that they have made. They did say something that is very, very um, apropos, and that is you can't do what you used to do. And, you know, Shawn Michaels, even on that smack talk, he's like, well, thanks for saying I used to be cool because I'm not cool anymore. You have to just be careful. Don't lean on like 
shock value. Too much cursing isn't as isn't as good. And if it, he would have just said, where the hell are you? Where the hell are you? you know what? You better hope I don't find you because I'm going to beat the living F out of you. You just have to be careful because you don't want to tune out the audience that you already have. Um, there's, you have to find that good, good mix. And we're week, I don't know how many weeks in with, uh, you know, the new regime of WWE. I've loved what I've seen so far. I thought yesterday was the safest, safest show I've ever seen. I enjoyed all the work. I enjoyed, you know, like the use of, you know, here comes another legend, Kurt Angle. Last week, it was Trish Stratus. We had, you know, a Beth Phoenix surprise. I liked all the things that we're doing. And yes, it's a go home before everyone has to get on the plane and fly for a big, big show that they are heavily promoting. But just don't like, you know, the ECW days are long, long gone. The Attitude Era is long, long gone. But there is a great mix and a great balance that comes up to creatively that you can do. Yeah, and I think the key word is balance. But, Tommy, you mentioned about the scuffle, and they showed it on Raw last night, you know, in the parking lot as both Seth and Matt Riddle were going to the arena last night. And that clip was all over social media. So they did a great job of posting that on social media hours before Monday Night Raw. So that gets you excited. There's a little bit of a a cliffhanger for the social media audience, which is – a big audience for the WWE because they have a very big platform on social media. So that was a great way to hook an audience before Raw. Tommy, you know, you and I and Bully and I and Mark and I have talked a lot about Monday Night Raw throughout the years here on Busted Open. A lot of the times they don't even, you know, promote matches for Monday Night Raw. There's a lot of times you go into a Monday Night Raw, you don't even know what you're going to see. This was kind of a little cool hook to get you tuned into Raw last night, and it worked. And I like how it started off what we're used to seeing on Monday Night Raw, as I said, two characters. By the end of that segment, though, it was very, very real because they were talking about real situations. It got real when it came to Matt Riddle and what he's going through with his family, and it got real with the with the language that was used as well. So for me, I'm hooked onto this feud. I wasn't really before last night. I'll be honest. I know Seth is extremely talented in the ring. Matt Riddle is extremely talented in the ring. So they're going to give you a good match. For me, that was the hook. But now the story has me hooked. And there's a little bit of realism. And realism's always great in pro wrestling. And that's a segment that you could not keep your eyes off last night. Uh, I agree. My uh, other part of that is how many people in the real world, there's a big difference between real life stuff and then stuff that happens on air. How many people know about this, I guess, riddles getting a divorce or all that stuff. He's throwing this shot out there that is again, shock value and making it very, very personal between the Mm -hmm. two or saying something that, you know, you're not supposed to say on television, which works, but you're doing that to antagonize the guy. I get it. It really did feel like it was two guys at a bar getting into an argument and then fists yeah. would be thrown, which I loved. But then you, there's also bigger picture. Like, you know, I didn't even, you know, you don't, how many WWE superstars do we know if they're married or if they're dating people? Like I didn't, uh, 
I didn't know Riddle's situation at all. I don't pay attention. Um, so these are just little things that you sometimes, again, the whole angle worked, but then what it like, what do you do where like Riddle, if he fired back about Becky and, and Seth, which everybody knows they're together, but they're really not acknowledged, acknowledged on television. But they did. Maybe- he did. No, he I said know. that, you know, he's, you know, the, the, you know, the man is Becky like that. They, he used that. And, and like you just said, like there was a time they acknowledged it and it didn't really work. And they really kind of stopped acknowledging it, but they went there last night again, you know, there's a portion of fans, and I'm glad you brought that up, Tommy. It's a great point by you. Because one like, is a heel and one is a baby face. That's another massive, massive thing. Well, with right them, now, with- Becky's on the shelf, so right. I think they can get away with it right now. But you just said something that I'm glad you brought up, and the fact that you didn't know that stuff about Riddle and his wife and everything else. You know, I was watching with, with Violetta, and Violetta doesn't know either, but as soon as that as soon as that line was given in that segment, she picked up her phone and she Googled and then she read about, (laughs) no, she did. And then she read about it like that, you know? So for me, it's like, Hey, you're, you're getting your fans invested because if you probably didn't know, you're like, Whoa, what does he mean by that? Let me check that out. We live in an era where your phone is probably in your hand while you're watching Monday night raw. I mean, I, I think creatively and, I you know I know you and I looked at last night's show a little different. I think I looked at last night's show a little different than that Pittsburgh crowd that was in the arena last night. But I I am really digging creatively what Triple H is doing on Monday Night Raw right now. Yes, so have I, and that I, I really enjoyed the show. It was a win. Um, it wasn't uh, like I said. It was a very very safe go home show. The work rate, everything was excellent. The storylines progressed, made me want to watch the the castle show. And, uh, you know, a, a job well done. There's, again, Dave, man, I, I just, I look at things differently. And at times, like I said, I just, I just say, hmm, you know, there's a lot of lessons you could learn uh, from Vince McMahon and some of Vince's booking there's a lot of lessons you can learn from bill watts eddie graham Vern Gunn, all these you know bookers so you just have to also see what pops up on the other side of this there's there's interesting things to look at you can't yeah. always rely on the surprise factor you can't always rely on shock value to get people to watch the show has been excellent the show was very very good last night but then i also saw some hints of things that make me scratch my head a little bit and not in a, I hope they don't go this route like uh, way, or maybe you could also do something differently. Like I've also noticed where's Heyman been. He's not all the time on the shows. Now Heyman just doing stuff backstage is Sammy Zayn filling in this role for Paul Heyman. There's so many different things that I'm just, you know, Dolph Ziggler's after coming back and, being like having a lot of conversation, Dolph's exactly in the same spot he used to be in. And then what is it? It's what was everybody bitching about before about Dolph? And now he's back, but it that with the new change seemed to change. There's a lot of things where you just start looking. You know, you can't bring a superstar to every town uh, as a hook. 
There's just a lot of different things you have to look at. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchick's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Tommy, a bit of a surprise in the main event. We have new WWE Women Tag Team Champions, and their names are Aaliyah and Rodriguez. I agree with the surprise. I agree that if you're going to try to get this newer group over with... uh, um, Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Dakota Uh, Kai and Eos. Yes. Um, You would have put the titles on them, but, you know, with this... With a tournament like that, you kind of got to send the people home happy. Um, One thing that again stood out to me and I call this special teams, David, Um, how are a lot of players going to earn jobs in the NFL special teams? I was on special teams a lot in the WWE and that is you run in, you get hit or you hit. And there was a run in that looked more like a skip in and there looked like no sense of urgency. If you have ever been in a real fight and your friend is getting beat up, or you want to go get to somebody, you have to run like you have never run before. I hate run-ins and I hate special teams because I blow up and not because I'm running because I'm so burst of energy. And there was, I didn't think that needed it in that match, but it was. And if it's done, it has to be done and executed next level and not like we're skipping through the park or walking our dogs. Besides that, it was a nice moment, and I think we're going to see more from both those women, and it's a nice platform for them to shine. And I think Raquel has such star-like qualities that this is the very, very beginning of her in the WWE and the WWE Universe. And I'm happy that the both women had their moment, and hopefully it continues for them. But I think Raquel, especially, she's so unique. She has something that's going to be special if she continues on her path. Now, I was completely surprised. I think when the tournament started, as soon as they announced who the teams were in the tournament, Tommy, I think I was probably 95% sure that Dakota Kai and Eosky were going to capture these tag team titles. I actually thought it was like 
why even bother with this tournament? It's so obvious that they're going to win. And obviously when they moved to the finals, I thought it was a no-brainer because of Raquel Rodriguez and, and, and Aliyah. And not because I have anything against that team. It's just that they haven't really done a lot with them, you know, since they got moved to the main roster. And there's been a lot of focus on Dakota Kai and Eosky. We talk about it all the time here on the Tuesday morning, Tommy. Like, they're, they're most, most Mondays, that faction of, you know, Bailey with Dakota Kai and Eosky are usually opening up Monday Night Raw. They're giving them a lot of time on Monday Night Raw. Um, I really don't know what direction is because since they made that surprise appearance at SummerSlam, which again was a month ago today, I really don't understand what this faction is, what direction they're going in, and I'm now probably even even more puzzled after what we saw last night. Uh, I could see that point. I think that point is... Bailey has an issue and Bailey Bianca and kind of once that got taken out and, and listen, Cor- I got also put over the announcers. Uh, Corey Grave talked a lot about history with Dakota Kai and Raquel. Um, the reason why the interference when Bailey popped up, those are little, little things that I really, really enjoyed. Their feud is going towards the castle. So that's why they have the six women match. That's why that got in. I get it. Um, I would have liked to have had maybe just the women around ringside being cheerleaders, uh, more women empowerment and wrestling and watching this great celebration of these two new talents, finally winning their first WWE titles, the WWE women's tag titles, getting some stability now that, you know, they've been vacated for so, so long. So that there is, there's a lot of moving parts to this. Uh, I agree with your assessment, but it, it's just one of those, like I said, it's a safe play. No matter what, David, and, and a lot of people, you don't realize this, but it happens. No matter what, whenever the, a baby face wins a title, people react. Whether it's a crappy match, a good match, the women had a good match. I'm just saying it's, an, it's a built-in reaction. So, hey, this is going to happen. We have new champions. Oh, yay, I got to see history. It's going to happen. Um, so with all that being said, like I, like I said, Dave, safe, easy, cool, what direction they're going to go in with, I think this is going to make uh, Bailey's group even a little more angrier. But this Castle pay-per-view or Castle show, that's holding a more of a a specialness to what we're doing. So the other part was secondary. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know if I'm the only one who thought this, Tommy, you know, being that, that, that match was in the main event slot. Uh, and listen, there was some really good wrestling last night, Lashley and the Miz, like I mentioned, yep. Uso and Owens, there was some really good wrestling, some big stars. And as the as it should, a championship match like of that caliber where there's going to be new tag team champions, I'm not disagreeing. It shouldn't be in the main event slot, but I almost felt like we were going to see a surprise appearance by Naomi and Sasha Banks last night. Like I, it almost was like custom made for that appearance. Again, like I, I don't want I'm I don't mean to put added pressure 
on on a main event segment like we saw last night. But it almost felt because of the positioning, because of when that match ended, and there was still a little bit of time once that pinfall happened, I almost felt we were going to get a Naomi-Sasha appearance. That would be a nice Band-Aid, but you also don't need it now. You know, that was... Unfortunately, people aren't talking about him. That's the world of the WWE. That's the world of the business of sports. It just keeps on moving along. And when, until they return, that's when people will be talking about them or until they get their releases. And it's like, you look at this women's division right now, Charlotte right now is not there. Becky is on the shelf with an injury. Bailey is just coming back and we haven't really seen her wrestle. She's more of a manager right now uh and sasha is gone those four horsewomen have been the pillar of the women's evolution and revolution for the wwe you know this is a a crazy time for women's wrestling and you know i'm glad that triple h felt confident enough to put that match in the main event slot on raw last night yep as well as you kind of have to because right now for that they have to build new stars yeah their world um you know and, and listen bailey's doing one Bailey is great and Bailey's doing something uh, that I don't want to say it's admirable, but it's what is needed. We saw what Randy Orton did for Riddle Bailey. And though she's super young and still has a few world titles, in my opinion, uh, because she's such a great character, she's helping endorse two young women in the wrestling industry and doing a really, really good job of that. It's easy to go the the route of I'm Bailey, I'm a legend, uh, you know, within this world. It's easy for her to go back to the huggable character. She's taken another layer of her character and really in just one month, I get what you're saying. We don't need we've heard the goal, but with this pivot, like of them not winning the title, I actually think it was a, a great decision. Why? Because I have a mouthpiece with Bailey and a great heel can keep their heat and we need to establish new stars within the WWE because you just broke down, which I didn't even realize how many of our women are banged up. Yeah. So it's a good call. It really is. And like I said too, with these titles and the negative stigma, it puts a nice uh, exclamation point on, you know, these tag titles and 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 then now it's who's gonna who's gonna be the people to beat them i hope it's toxic attraction gets the call up this is adam shine host of the adam shine podcast here to tell you you can listen to my podcast all year round i'll give you my nfl picks against the spread give you fantasy advice all season long while being joined by the best guests in all of sports he's aaron Rodgers of the green bay packers this is what i expect you know i expect to play well every year we release episodes of the adam shine podcast every week subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the sxm app included with most subscriptions the adam shine podcast The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. One of the segments that I thought grabbed not only the audience at home, but one of the few times it grabbed that audience in Pittsburgh last night was The Miz. And The Miz is a Hall of Famer. He's a first bow Hall of Famer. There's no doubt. He's probably the best heel that we've seen in the WWE over the last decade, if not more. But also we're seeing two people that weren't really being used. One is Champa, who wasn't being used since being called up to the main roster, and Dexter Loomis, who was let go by the WWE and now has returned. You know what? Champa's being used. Dexter Loomis is back, and it's clicking right now with The Miz on Raw. Yes, Miz has that uh, awesome mentality in getting everything over. And it really, you know, Champa, an amazing wrestler, showing a different level of him. I mean, the guy's a great talker. He has it all too. Did it all in NXT, you know, when Triple H was around. Um, he's benefiting a lot from this pairing. And I see him eventually to be the breakout person there from the NXT to the main roster. But Miz is really, really helping him along. And that's what, as the, I mean, Miz has been in WWE a long, long time, still has plenty of, uh, gas left in the tank, you know, I Miz could still be a world champion. Um, there's another person, not, not the whole thing with Riddle and Seth. I got to tell you why Seth is so friggin' great is because then he says, after I get through you, I'm going back towards the title. Seth has been talking about this title, which has been his ultimate goal for such a long time is what makes him so, so great. Miz just gets so lost in the segment and anything that involved is involved with Miz in Miz's head is the main event is the most important thing. These are why they're such great characters and such great assets to the WWE. Um, because, you know, we watch Seth and Cody and then after that, Oh, they're going to go. And then it was Seth Bobby. And now it's Seth Riddle that you always think it's going to be this, but He's not there yet. It's all these different things put into it. And with Miz, anything that Miz is literally talking about at that moment is the most important thing that you're supposed to listen to, which is brilliant for Miz. And his and whole thing had- now with Dexter Loomis and the social medias and getting, you know, kidnapped, all that stuff and carrying across platforms on their NXT show. It's all good stuff. Yeah, and and like with what they're doing at Dexter Loomis, again, I love the way that he was just making appearances where right away they didn't put the camera on him. So you're like, what's that commotion? What's going on? Uh, And now they're making it obvious and they actually put the the spotlight on him last night when he was up, up the stairs in the crowd. But I love like you have to watch every week to see this story progress. It's not just throwing two people together for the sake of throwing two people together because it's 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 kind of cool in a way where like Adam Pierce is like, all right, tell me what's going on here. What are you thinking? And he refuses to talk about it. Why? Why does he refuse to talk about it? why is Dexter Loomis targeting the Miz? You mentioned it with Mickey 
last week on Wednesday, Tommy. I love the fact that they kind of wrapped up what was going on with Hartwell on NXT. The fact that it bled into what's going on in the main roster because here he is appearing at the Performance Center, but the police, you know, grabbed him from the Performance Center. Like I and and they and then they connected the dot last night. The reason he wasn't arrested was because the Miz refuses to press charges. Like again, don't insult our intelligence. Connect the creative dots and give us give us reasons why he keeps appearing there. So I think they're doing a great job with Dexter Loomis and the Miz right now. Absolutely, and it's also the little things that matter so so much. And that we've been talking about forever, and those little things are go, are being addressed, which I love. And then think about where eventually, of course, we'll get to a Miz. Uh, they'll say why, but then we'll get to their match. We could also have a Miz in a talking segment with Dexter Loomis, who doesn't talk. Yep. There's all these different things that you can do. And then, oh yeah, by the way, we all know yes, Miz is married to Maurice, but guess what? Dexter Loomis is married to someone down in uh, NXT. And that person could be brought up instantly into a storyline eventually down the road. And when I say down the road, I know this is long for WWE, but this is a minimum three to three to six month program. Of course. And I, I think the fans would be and wait on it, wait on until ultimately when is it going to be settled? It's going to be settled in in the ring, Tommy. And and this is the beauty of this as well. For those fans that remember Dexter Loomis from NXT, this is great because there's Dexter Loomis. For the fans who don't know, and for the fans who are just main roster fans and didn't watch NXT, they have done enough to get you invested. You don't need to get that deep into the backstory of Dexter Loomis. They've done enough now to grab your attention. And then for the fans that are the hardcore fans that tune into NXT, they kind of tied up that loose end with Indy Hartwell on Wednesday night. And again, that note that he left, it said goodbye, but in parentheses it said for now. Because as a, as you said, Tommy, if they want, they could bring Indy up to the main roster and would fit perfectly into what's going on between those two. Yep. And I hope it will happen and it'll be great TV. The, uh, my one thing I like when I say, I love the reactions they're getting. Also little things, Gargano talking about his relationship with theory. Mm -hmm. And you know, that was fabulous. Don't try to prove to the world that NXT was the be all end all for brands with all these talents coming back, always keep on doing what you're doing now is this um, integration of stars that were already there and the stars that you're trying to call up. Because I saw that firsthand with the ECW-WCW alliance and all that stuff that happened. There's no points to be made. You won that war, and now you're in control creatively. And don't try to be like, well, if these guys were on top, you know, this business would be different, blah, blah, blah. Just keep on that path and then throw in all the stuff that you've been doing. You'll have a winning team. Yeah, and I think it is a winning team right now. Um, I, I'm glad you brought up Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. Again, it's, it's Austin Theory. 
Um, and the fact that Johnny Gargano said, like, I, I was fine seeing Austin Theory. I missed Austin Theory. We did a lot of good things together in NXT. So even though it didn't seem like he was happy to see me, I was happy to see him. Again, you know, just 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 investing 30 seconds on that is enough for the fans to buy in that remember Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory from NXT. And the other thing, too, that I loved is what, 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 do you, what have we seen over the last seven to eight months when it comes to Seth Rollins? That laughing Joker-type character. And I wasn't really buying into because for me, it was extremely over the top. But what did they do last night? They got him serious. What did they do last night? They got Matt Riddle serious. You know, Matt Riddle's usually laughing and having a good time and the whole 420 stuff and everything else. But you know what? When you bring up somebody's wife and kids, they're going to get serious like Matt Riddle did last night. See, it's it's okay. You can have that over-the-top character, but when something happens that hits a little close to home, it's good to see that character get serious from time to time. And they got serious last night. Dave, I have been in many locker rooms. I have been in many bars. I have been amongst my friends at parties. Everyone's joking around, joking around. And then somebody says something and it's like, what did you say? And then if you want to keep on needling and needling and go for it. And there's been times where full out brawls break out amongst friends, amongst, you know, coworkers. So it was a very, very cool real life scenario. Another thing. If I could get back to your when we talked about the crowd, because you brought it up with when Johnny Gargano showed up in Toronto, he said his mission statement. But then what also he when he said, I'm a former this, I I won the tag titles here in this very building. And I was like, he did. Oh, wait. NXT Toronto takeover. Those are things that like, oh, yeah. And then it endears you to that crowd because that performer had a special moment here that's when we're talking about engaging the live crowd with pittsburgh and all that stuff and i know like i said it before with the street profits wearing the local team's gear as well as they showed the steelers that were there it's going to get that reaction that you want hence why i have a hat for every single town that i wrestle in and i wear it I just wore my Texas Rangers light blue hat this weekend. Why? I was in Texas and I like the hat, but it makes you, oh, you're a Rangers fan. No. Well, I went to the game. Great new stadium, blah, 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 blah. Makes you relatable to your audience. Yeah. And like you mentioned about, you know, what we saw last night wearing the, wearing the Steeler jerseys, you know, it's a little fraudulent because we saw them wearing Titan jerseys at SummerSlam a month ago. But it's it's what John Cena did, right? John Cena, you know, when his character first blew up on the scene in the WWE, every time he was in a city, he wore the jersey of that team, whether it was, you know, a Knicks jersey or whatever. Like, those are those little terms of endearment go a long way to the live crowd. And that's something that the WWE is doing. Like, you know, on every Monday Night Raw, they kind of celebrate – the city that they're in. You mentioned that you almost went to that Steelers Lions game this weekend. They mentioned that Lions Steelers yep. game on Raw last night. I, I I think I I love getting that 
here's where we are feel to whatever city in. I don't like the traveling circus and it doesn't matter what city we're in. We're the traveling circus and you're going to see the same show no matter what. I kind of like that they give that local flair to the city that they're in. Like what Monday Night Raw has been doing lately. They did a market specific Pittsburgh. We're here, blah, blah, blah. Of course, Corey Graves is going to put over his town. But when you do a market-specific promo on a national level, um, it really, really does. Yes, that's for the TV show. Yep. But there's other little things. I mean, we, I'm sitting here thinking, and uh, we had Dawkins on the air. He's a Bengals fan. And he's putting on the Steelers colors. Why? Because he's a babyface. And like I said, he fights for the people as opposed to that. And I know we could get into a whole fraud conversation. However... <laughs> Um, the Steelers are there. And like David, if mean Joe green was to come on the air here or Lynn Swan is going to be a guest on our show. I don't think even you, David would heal him for his past actions against your junkie Cowboys. Correct. One thing I can tell you, (laughs) and this is where the fraud conversation has to come to a head. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're telling me, all right, we're, I don't know, in Vegas and I got to put on a Raiders jersey, I won't be happy about it. But you know what? For for the good of the show and for business, maybe I'll put on a Raiders jersey. I am not putting on an Eagles jersey. I am not putting on a Washington jersey. Last night, Dawkins, as a Bengals fan, put on a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. He's working Jersey. the AFC South. Listen, bro. listen, you, I, I, you lose your fan card. I'm sorry, but you know what? The next time they're in Cincinnati, he should get booed. He put on a Steelers jersey last night. You lose your fan card if you're if you're a Bengals fan and you're putting on a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. I'm sorry, you're losing your fan card. I'll even throw this out if Dr. Britt Baker's listening to this show right now. Is she putting? If she goes to Cincinnati, she put on a Bengals jersey. She's a Steelers fan. You're not doing it. There's certain lines you don't cross. Dawkins crossed that line last night on Monday Night Raw. I totally disagree. Answer my question. Lynn Swan and Mean Joe Green are in attendance. We're at SiriusXM. We have to interview them. Yes. You're going to say you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, but you're not going to heal these two players. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wear a cowboy. Jer- you know what? I, you know what? I stand corrected. I the first day I were I used to work with John Riggins, obviously a big Washington football icon, running yep. back. I had to wear a suit to the function that I was meeting John Riggins for the first time. I wore a Cowboys tie. Okay. Did he like rip it shove off? It right in the fuck, right in his fucking face. I had to shove it. I'm sure that uh, two Super Bowls really cared about that. Do you ever grab to see somebody where they grab you? They they grab you by your tie and it's a clip-on tie. Oh, that's the best. That was an awesome was, thing in high that- school. <laughs> Busted open as part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever. You stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday 
at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.